The Pocket Podcast Network presents a special production of No Dice. Are you ready? Let's roll the dice. and foes of all ages come gather round our merry troop of travelers will tell you a story for the ages it will make you laugh and it will make you cry for we shall tell you the story of the adventurers known as the magic assholes tonight the role of the devious rogue known as perry shall be played by our own wenzin the role of the keen wizard, known as Sayersha, shall be played by Belecrase. The role of the robust paladin, known as Ixen, shall be played by Soren Thinfis Third. The companions they meet along the way shall be played by the rest of the company, including our newest member, Farkan, who shall be playing the demon Gravelgats. If you've never seen a gnome on stilts, tonight you are in for a treat. Do not be fooled by what you see and hear tonight. Our players are all skilled users of minor illusions and have the abilities to change their voices and appearances to closely resemble those heroes we know so much about. And of course, I am the great bard himself, Athenio Delis, your narrator for this journey. It's very important for my contract that you know the great bard is capitalized. Our story begins on a dark and stormy night. A cliché that I am allowed to use because of my capital G greatness. Our heroes, having bravely slain the necromancer known as Belice, captured the necromancer known as David, have traveled past the mediocre lake, the kinda shitty not great lake, the superb pond, the fuck is this bog anyways, the good puddle, and are now fearlessly headed towards the Great Lake. The Great Lake. However, they are approached by a fearsome beast, a tall creature with two heads, wearing quite a revealing pair of bejeweled pantaloons, and each head wearing a unique hat. Greetings, traveler. I am Chipotopolis. Excuse us, we're just passing through. Come on, come on guys, let's, um, let's go. Do you both have different names? Because you're like two heads, so I'm assuming there's two personalities here. Why are you asking this question? Like, I am clearly the- Aw, now, Chip. I thought it was supposed to be my turn with the name. I am Chipotopolis. Don't question my name. I am Dylan. Here's the thing, fellas. We got this flower, and it's under one of our hats, and to pass us, all we need you to do is find the flower. Could we instead just sort of go around? Well, you could but it'd be less fun, and I think your little friend wants to play Find the Flower. 
don't you, little friend? No, David is, he's fine. Not that little friend. The other little friend. Hey, not that little. Everything's littler than me. What do you want? So what is it that's under your hat again? Perry, 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 no. All you have to do is find the flower. Is it under my hat or my other hat? Well, see, the thing is, it's kind of like that hide the shell game, except we're not going to take our hats off and do the shuffle shuffle thing. You just got to guess. It's easy. Little does this monster know that the magic assholes are a wily bunch. Watch now as Ixen stands firm in front of Chipetopolis and Dylan, while Sayersha produces a whole garden on their heads. Here you go. Aha! You chose the wrong hat. It was, uh, uh hang on. Oh, I guess we can't do your, um, your thing. Or we did it. Uh, well, g- goodbye. All right, hold on. You guys cheated. That's not fair. Now I'm afraid we can't let cheaters pass, so I'm going to have to ask y'all to square up. Wait, I have a question. What is your question? Before you're annihilated. Oh, I was just wondering if you could remove your hats, because I want to know which hat the flower was under. Enraged by the trickery, the monster leapt forth, doffing their hats to reveal. A rose of blood red on Chip Topless's head and on Dylan's hibiscus of gold. And out of the woods leapt forth two dread beasts, together a nightmare to behold. A great purple worm with the head of a wolf sallied forth on the slithering ground. A horned beast of fear with foiled feathers appeared, its teeth dripping rotten with gore. So Perry the brave tried to poison the knaves, and the two-headed Riddler felt pain. But the horned beast did scream, and for a minute it seemed only Ixen could move, but what could she do? A red devil leapt forth on minuscule wings, with one swing of his scythe the horned beast did die, its body in twain, for it had been slain by the infernal hunter named Gravelgags. And so Sayersha leapt forth, freed from the curse of the horned beast by the strange devil, calling her soul-bound mace. Meanwhile, Ixen had just barely avoided death at the teeth of the wolfworm, as the captured necromancer demanded the attention of our heroes. Hey, do you mind taking me out of the bag? Do you mind taking me out of the bag? Do you mind taking me out of the bag and maybe putting me on the ground and maybe I can, like, contribute to this fight? Can you take me out of the bag and put me on the ground? I don't often ask you to put me on the ground, but can you take me out of the bag and put me on the ground? The Necromancer! Thought you were going to drop me and I was about to be very upset. Thank you very much, appreciate it. No, I wouldn't I would do that to you, David. I like you. <laughs> Booyah. Now you will face our wrath. Ow! When Sayersha is injured, the noble Ixen can only do one thing. Guys, there is no defeat with the help of Gravelgax. Shersha did swing, but her mace was not true. Sensing her fate, she found cover to wait. But the worm 
was not done. Its tail hid below, and it burst from the ground with a horrible sound. Perry was stung, so much damage was done, she barely held on by a thread. But the head of David moved with greatest of speed as he shifted into a great bird. Dylan struck gravel gax and chipped topless swan, but Ixon dodged the spikes of the dread morning star. And her great axe did sing with swing after swing, Chip and Dylan's heads fell to the ground. Our dragonborn paladin brought the lupine worm down, so we praise our great hero Ixon. With their enemies dispatched, our heroes take stock of the situation. Beginning with a certain bird. Or is he a head? You didn't even let me do anything interesting. All I did was turn into a giant bird, and now I'm gonna have to go back in the bag. Should've stayed a bird. Is this better? It's the worst thing, actually. <laughs> now I'm just kind of... I'm a floating head! This is amazing! My accent changes every time I come out the bag! You just never know what you're gonna get. Well, I mean, you don't really have vocal cords, so it's sort of weird how you can have a voice in the first place. Call blimey, it's magic, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Um... What is happening? <coughs> so next time we see someone just, uh, standing near a gate, let's go around the fence and not talk to the- Wait a second, who- Who are you? Ugh. Ixon, you're way taller than me. Can you, like, I just want to make sure he's not a bad guy this time. I got you. You all, I, I can carry many, many roles in this group. One of them being the tall person to talk to other tall people. Hey, buddy. I, you got one head. I don't, why do you need more? Because I am Grumblecut, the bounty hunter, the undying. The unburnt, the Dark Lord of all, stumbling over his lines like a child. Gravelgax. Because I am Gravelgax. The Dun Dumba Dumba Doom. Ugh. Fuck. Yes. Him is I. <clears throat> what are your names? Your life story. Tell me everything. Do you ask all people, like, their names and stuff? Yes, I have a book. A, a book? Yes, Sauris. Am I getting that right? Sayersha. Anyway, I'm an orphan from a burnt downtown, and that has my name in it. Alright, listen, have you ever killed anyone? Ever? Technically, but they were necromancers, and perhaps one guy who was maybe not a necromancer, but we're not entirely sure. You kill a person, you get put on the list. I don't make the rules. I feel like this is a biased system. Well, since you did help me, I will buy you dinner. And so our band of heroes, plus Gravelgax, enter the town of Rootwood, a place full of despair and fish. Guys, we've sort of been getting, I think the term is made, every time we come to a new town. You want to try out the new disguise spell you've been working on, is that what you're telling me? Not not so much a disguise spell, but should we try and not be ourselves? I've got a beard now, I think I look totally different. You, you, you do have a beard and a nice hat, so that's something. I, 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 well I don't have a cloak. Um, 
I could... Well, I don't have that either. I could... No, I don't have any prosthetics. Um, I could... I got nothing. I could do a spell. Whoa! I do know how to cut hair. Uh, you could have asked, perhaps? Um, it's sort of something I had to do at the Priory. That was like a power move, though. I respect that. It, it was quite powerful. Thanks. It was it was honestly getting in the way anyway. See, now we're all set, Sayersha. Perry has no hair, I've got a beard and a cool hat, and you're gonna uh, walk with swagger, is what you're gonna do. Now, cleverly disguised, our group of heroes enter the tavern known as the Alchemist and the Fish. I would just really like some fries, please, and thank you. Hey, Casper, can I please hold on one, two... Three, four orders. Are, are they all going to be the same order? Because, like, we're super busy. Well, we're not super busy back here, but, like, I, it's only me back here, and I really don't have the time for it. So, like, hopefully all of it's going to be the same order. Four people, one check. Does that make it easier for you? No! I'm cooking! I'm cooking! In the kitchen! Like a stir fry! Fries for everybody, and a big steak, and also, I don't... This guy is buying us food, and that's as far as I trust him, so please don't make this harder than it needs to be. Okay. Just really quickly, um, the only meat we have is fish. I mean, our halibut steak is superb, but that's fine with you, right? Make the biggest fish you got. Don't even, don't, don't even trip. I'll be, I'll be right back. I got this. You know, I'm kind of sad that I cut all that off. I was really looking forward to some cool hair. It took me forever to grow that hair out. It's better safe than sorry. Oh, good gosh, that is a lot of food there, friend. Yep, sure is. You ordered a bunch of food. Um, does anybody else need anything before I go and pretend like y'all aren't here? Need. Now. That's sort of rude there, wouldn't you say? Please, just... If you had told me the weirdest thing I would see today was a small elf... With a weird accent, I would have said you're crazy, but here we are. And that's the weirdest thing you're going to see today. You've had a very good life. Dragonborn with beard, I don't know where to put you in the rank of odd things. So again, please sit down and I will, I will bring everyone drinks and then I will go and have a panic attack in the back room, okay? You've never seen a bearded dragon before? Huh. Okay. Yeah, stop judging. This is a judgment-free zone. Stop getting so... Riled up about the beard. I, I, I'm not the one riled up about the beard. We've got someone over here that's riled up about the beard. I think the beard is very me. Why are you making a scene about the beard? I don't understand. I didn't start this. I'm gonna go get my own drink now. Please don't need anything else. It's not really a good business model, but the food is good. Uh, you seem pretty bummed about your hair. Aren't you, like, into druid stuff? Can't you grow yourself new hair with, like, plants stuff? Pretty pretty sure that's not how this works. You could just steal some hair. I heard that there's some good weaves these days. I should probably not do that accent thing, right? Or at least not that one. I could try another one. Maybe just don't talk. Maybe just don't. Do you want to see the second weirdest thing of your day? 
I mean, you cut off two heads from one guy and put it in your bag. I think that that's like... That is true. You did that. That's not really... I mean, weird is like... We've passed weird a long time ago. Gruesome? Maybe more than weird? Well, I mean, but that... I feel like they're kind of like married, gruesome and weird in our lives. Fair. Well, oh yeah, in our lives, definitely. There was... There was... The, that's what I'm saying. And then there was the one time with the thing and the... Yeah. All right, all right, I get it. You've seen some weird shit. Unless you can shrink, that would be really weird because you're like much taller than me and that's kind of off-putting. Now, if you could like get smaller, that would be weird, but also I would I would respect that. No. I mean, like I appreciate your stance on your stance because like that's good, but also like I've ne- I'm very much used to being larger than everyone, but it looks like your neck kind of hurts and so I'm not super envious of that. I do have to duck everywhere. It's kind of an inconvenience. Not the point. Would you all like to see a magic trick? Cool. Um, while we're eating? Yes. And from the depths below, the demon Gravelgax will summon his mighty powers and unleash a deed the likes of which no mortal has ever seen. I, the great demon, whatever the hell my name is. Gravelgax, por Dios. Gravelgax. Summon all of my mighty powers and perform a magic trick. Behold! <coughs> the trapdoor, Sogar! The trapdoor! Behold! <coughs> Behold! <coughs> and now we see. Not just any average demon, the great Gravelgax has the ability to travel through dimensions as a formidable bounty hunter from hell. That was cool. Can you do that again? Could you give me, like, just, just a minute? Okay, okay, so I've been, I'm, I'm sort, I'm thinking. You're always thinking. I mean, it's, it's sort of hard for me to not to. We're probably gonna have to do a lot of fighting, right? You mean like more fighting than like normal? I mean, yeah, because it seems like all these necromancers and all these uh, liches that are trying to kill us are gonna be sending a lot of bad news bears our ways. I hope we don't have to fight any bears. I also hope we don't have to fight any bears. That just sounds bad. What if we joined a mercenary company? Sarah, do you know what a mercenary does? Kills people for money. Hold on, did you think she didn't know what a mercenary was? She lived in a library with books. They had they had dictionaries. I feel like if you like went into the woods and was like, ah, here's a path marked, there's a lich problem, and here's a path marked mercenary, they're two separate paths. It was sort of the first thing I could think of, but you get what I'm saying, though. We need help. We need to, like form some sort of group, alliance, anything. Like, people against liches. It could be called PAL. I don't think this is a good idea to be planning this under a table. Uh, You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, you're right. If that crazy devil man has eaten my fries, I'm gonna be very upset and I will stab him. Oh, you stabbed me! You ate my fries. Ah, fair, fair. Barkeep! More fries! Casper! Casper, I swear to God. Casper doesn't work here. Please leave a message. How is this place still in business? 
Probably the fish or people. Magic. Ma- or magic. Magic, really, Perry? You know, things used to be better around here before all the fish started swimming away. Where I'm from, we mostly had, like, trees and, like, nature. And then there was a fire that one time, and then we didn't have as many trees in nature, and then the trees grew back. Fire is required for things to grow. However, necromantic magic is not. Right, that sounds weird. What's that all about? No, that's terrible. That's nothing. All right. You want to say anything? We're here. Just, uh, getting more fries! No! I'm gonna leave a bad Yelp review. That's where I pay a bard named Yelp to tell everyone that your bar is terrible. Don't be too hard on Casper. Things have been tough for all of us. And to be fair, sir, you are very intimidating. Well, then why are you talking to us? I approached you because you seem like... Oh, how do I put this? Not fishermen. We are here to try to help. We really would like to be able to help in a way that's not just following a very specific set of guidelines. Like, we feel that it would be best to get insight. And you seem very wise and very very insightful and we would love to hear more about how you've been affected and how we can help yeah that's that's right i don't know that i have necessarily wisdom but i do have first-hand personal experience with the person who was driving the fish away you're not like secretly them in disguise Or nothing like that, playing tricks on us, right? I don't work for her anymore. Okay, you did. Okay, that was my next question. We have a necromancer head in our bag. Like, I I feel like we can kind of expand our limits on people that we can trust because we just took a necromancer head. Alright, so there's a lot of trust issues going around. Would you like to help with this trusting circle we're trying to build? I don't trust you either. I don't really know why you decided to pull me out of the bag. We're, we're all trying to work through these feelings. Um, also, this lovely individual says that they worked for a necromancer, and we would like to take care of that. Alright, so I've clearly been called upon to be relationship counsellor, so that's all I'm going to do. First of all, everyone take a deep breath with me. I can't take a breath, you know what I'm talking about, but like, theoretically, if you have lungs in, and then out. So just just so I'm caught up to the to the, the name of the game, are we telling the truth about who we are and why we're here? Well, to be fair, we did all that disguise stuff. It feels kind of weird and stupid to say our own names when we're trying to not be ours. We've been the ones who've been fucking around and killing all the other necromancers, even though we haven't really killed all the other necromancers. We've only killed, like, two oh, necromancers. Good, and then- you can kill a necromancer. Great! Just for the record, they didn't kill me. They failed at that one very bad. Well, now that we've established that we can mostly kill necromancers, tell us about this one. The necromancer has been experimenting with creatures. Well, that's never a good thing. Not at all. With combining different types of creatures, with 
other types of creatures. Wait, hold on. Was one of them like a sketchy worm that had like like a cra- crazy not worm head on it? I think it was like a wolf. S- so wait, are, are you telling me this this necromancer is a necrochemist? Wait, one more time. A, a necroalchemist. A necroalchemist. That that sounds like a fake term. Say. Say, normally I would trust you. I've read a book about it. No, normally I would trust you, but that does not sound like a real word. I've seen it done. I can vouch for the book. I would say not necroalchemist, but more necrogeneticist. That sounds worse. It it's just you you yeah you take one kind of creature, and then take another one and smash them together to try and create the ultimate creature she's been releasing them on the surrounding area to kind of test and see what's working and what isn't i would guess the wolf worm didn't work super great since y'all are obviously alive and stuff the villagers have been managing to kill most of them but you know they've been getting stronger so all the fish are dying and our economy's kind of going to shit Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is, Mr. Demon Person, your name's too long, so, Mr. Man. Mr. Man was my father. You can call me Gary Smith. For the last time, you hijo de dragon, the character's name is Gravelgats. I am a great bard with a capital G, and I will not have my writing be disrespected like this. Well, maybe if you wouldn't have given me, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes to learn how to walk on stilts, I would be able to remember your stupid name. You are nothing but an insolent day player. And you are nothing but a bard with a lowercase b. Um, we're gonna help. We're gonna beat up a necromancer again. Tell us everything that we could possibly need to know and maybe point us in the direction of somewhere we could get some supplies. And so the kind, old, not quite goblin woman tells the group of heroes about the nefarious necromancer, a vile woman who creates large abominations on the island in the center of the lake. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the final ballad, I guess. I mean, suppose I should sing? Maybe? Hold on. Okay, let's see. Uh, paragraph 7, sub-item 3. The performer, or me, shall be required to sing two separate ballads each night in support of the company. Addendum C. Failure to perform in duties will result in removal of credit from Marquee and removal of capitalization from a pro- Fine! I'll sing! Okay, what am I talking about here? Oh, yeah. Uh, Magic weapons while they sleep. Uh, Something like that. Come along with me On the highways of our dreams To see where our heroes get their powers great and vast For whenever they rest Their minds do manifest The weapons and supplies to put the villains to the test Is it travel through the plains Or thieving from their brains
on their stomachs, bags of holding where they keep their precious toys. The truth is we don't know, but we'll still put on a show. Make sure you tip your rushers and pay admission at the door. And now, gentlefolk, we leave you for a brief intermission. Please, take a break. Tip your performers in the basket at house right, buy some meat on a stick, and join us in 15 minutes for the second half of our epic adventure. No Dice, The Fantastic Adventures of the Magic Assholes was written by Britty Lee and John S. Quinpuerta, based on actual gameplay conceived by Dungeon Master Daniel Bookhoop. It was edited by Brittany Lee. Athenio Delis was voiced by John S. Quinpuerta. Chipitopoulos was voiced by Lachlan McIver. Dylan was voiced by Ajay Malakayo. Farcan, as Gravelgax, was voiced by Tom Freitag. Noel was voiced by Emily Schock. Seersha was voiced by Lucifer von Forstington. Perry was voiced by Hugh Newsworthy. Ixon was voiced by Brittany Lee. David and Casper were voiced by Daniel Booker. Company voices were provided by Jessica Amber and Gwen Vetter. Original music and lyrics were written, performed, and edited by John S. Quinquerta, with Chris Deese on mandolin for The Battle in the Forest. Special thanks to Chris Deese. Tune in next month for part two. It's me, the Necromancer. Hi, the great demon game grump. I, the great Steven Brokeback Mountain! I'm a reanimate Yoshi! Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.